start with a story. I want to start with a story today. I want to tell you a story of a girl who, as a child, she loved life. She loved outdoors. She loved music. She loved Jesus. But hurtful words would tear her down. They would tear her down and they would stick with her because her value was tied to what other people thought and said about her. She would be used and abused and her worth eventually depleted. She would experience moments of peace and comfort throughout her life, but also was followed by guilt and shame, unworthiness, frustration, and anger. All of this felt like a double life. She often felt alone, whether isolated or not. She felt like no one could possibly love her if they truly knew how empty and alone and miserable she was inside. She often felt like a walking corpse, dead and completely empty. She tried to numb the pain, but nothing worked. As time passed, she would get more and more hopeless, consumed by her hurts and ashamed of who she was, and Jesus would seem further and further away. This was me in 2016. That was me. I lost a little bit of weight since then, but I would do it in unhealthy ways and I would gain it back and lose it, gain it back. But what gets me about this picture, it's the eyes. You know, the eyes are the windows to the soul. And looking in those eyes, I was dead. I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror. I was hopeless. I was empty. Had a forced fake smile. And almost a year later, after that picture was taken, my life would completely crumble as I knew it. All of this was while I was singing on a stage every week, going to church on a regular basis. But my life crumbled. And from that rubble, the rubble that was my life, covered in dust and debris, Jesus took one hand, and Celebrate Recovery took the other, and they picked me up out of the crumble and the rubble that my life was, and they helped me to build a stronger, more unshakable foundation on Jesus Christ. So I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I celebrate six and a half years of recovery from self-medicating from everything from drugs and alcohol to food issues, both overindulging and restricting, excessive exercise, um, isolation, and control. But my name is Allie. I'm super excited to be here and talk about this today, about what is CR, because, you know, we have all been that little girl or boy, full of life, but broken down. We've encountered hurts that have changed our perspective on life, on ourselves or others, and even God. Some hurt so deep that they develop into hangups that stick with us, that we carry on into all of our relationships that ends up keeping us guarded. It keeps us closed off, afraid to trust and to be open. 
And then these issues in our life and this grief create so much pain and become so unbearable that we end up developing these unhealthy habits in order to cope with the pain, numb the pain, or as in a way of avoiding the issue altogether, right? That is also me because if I pretend like it's not there, it's not really there, right? So this is what Celebrate Recovery is. Straight from the CR app, it says Celebrate Recovery is a biblical and balanced program that helps us overcome our hurts, hangups, and habits. It's based on the actual words of Jesus rather than psychological theory. CR started in Saddleback Church in California with 43 people. It was designed as a program to help those struggling with hurts, habits, and hangups by showing them the loving power of Jesus Christ through a recovery process. Celebrate Recovery is now in over 30,000 churches worldwide. This ministry, Celebrate Recovery Eastridge, has been here for 23 years, helping countless broken lives by following the 12 steps, the eight principles that we live by, and helps us lead, it leads us from the darkness of shame into the freedom of Jesus Christ. Helps us to walk away from our false identities, our sin and our pain, and to walk into the freedom of Jesus Christ. So celebrate recovery. Your first villain in your handout is Christ-centered. Celebrate recovery as Christ-centered. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So we focus our minds, we focus our hearts, we focus our lives on Jesus Christ. This ministry focuses on Jesus Christ, right? The eight principles that we just read are straight from the words of Jesus himself on the Sermon on the Mount, but also the focus and the aim of this ministry is to make Jesus the center of our lives rather than ourselves or maybe our hurts or others. Because see, we tend to idolize things. We idolize people or ourselves or hurts. Anybody got obsessive thoughts? Obsessive thinkers? Okay, yeah, see, that's an idol. We're idolizing those hurts and those peoples when we think about it over and over again. And so then we end up justifying our habits. Y'all, that is so unhealthy, right? It's unhealthy. I grew up in church. I grew up in church. I knew Jesus. I loved Jesus. I walked with Jesus, but Jesus was not always the center of my life. He wasn't always there in the center, in the forefront, because a lot of times I was often focusing on my pain, pleasure, people, or problems more than I did him. And that got me in a lot of trouble. But see, CR brings us back. It brought me back to putting Jesus as the center of my life, removing us from the center where we were never meant to be. Y'all, we can't carry the burden of being the center of our world. We just can't. So Celebrate Recovery teaches us to rely on a power greater than ourselves. That's one thing that makes Celebrate Recovery different than other 
recovery ministries or recovery programs that you can get into because we name our higher power. Our higher power is God, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. We name him and we put him first. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I can't do it on my own. I just can't. I tried for years, but my spiraling thoughts, they fail me every single time. My obsessions in my brain, they lie to me. But now this one's not going to be on your screen. Psalms 28, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield and my heart. Trust in him and I am helped. When I don't have to lean on my understanding of my current situation, when I don't have to lean on my understanding of the people that I'm around and what my future looks like, y'all, I can have peace. Because my mind will get away from me. Letting go of my wants, will, and desire, and learning to trust the Lord. Looking to Him for direction and for understanding and for strength to get through every single day. Y'all, that is what improved my quality of life. Right there, trusting on Him. God gives me the strength to sit in my feelings, to explore them, Rather than to try and numb and ignore them, I can sit in them. He gives me the courage to walk away from the things and the people that hurt me. He gives me the courage to walk away from the places that pulled me away from him. God gives me the courage to forgive the ones that have hurt me. He gives me the courage. How, you might ask? through the 12-step program, okay? It's Christ-centered 12-step program. It's literally a how-to guide. We have directions, like following a recipe or a blueprint if you're, um, like, for the dudes in the room, okay? (laughs) All right, a blueprint. CR offers a step-by-step path to healing our hurts, overcoming addictions, Abuse, grief, anxiety, depression, anger, food issues, codependency, trauma, family dysfunction, unhealthy habits. Did I miss anything? Probably. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. So this 12-step program helps us to get over those things, to move past them. But you know what? I think a lot of times we want it to be quick. Anybody ever just get tired? Right? Yeah. We get tired. We want it to be quick. We want it to be instant. We want to reach out and touch the hem of his garment and be cleansed. You know, I wish. I have seen and I've heard, okay, of the Lord instantly healing people and taking the taste for alcohol away. Hallelujah. It's amazing. It didn't happen for me. It didn't happen for me. It's a daily choice. But I want to tell you guys a story or read to you. Um, Luke 17, 11 through 14 
says, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going to the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went. It wasn't immediate. It wasn't right away. It was as they went. As they walked in obedience, they received healing. Recovery is step by step. And as you walk step by step, you will receive your healing. So these dudes, these dudes, they probably knew that he was healing people on the spot, right? He probably, they probably knew. And that's why they're like, Jesus, help us. But think about this. It wasn't the same for them. How many of us would have been like, now that ain't right. Jesus, you just healed homegirl over there. Where is my healing? But they had to get up and walk in obedience. And it wasn't just an easy task of going to show themselves to the priest either. <laughs> I'm going to read you just a, just a section of this process. Okay, this is Old Testament cleansing if you had leprosy. The priest shall order that two live bird, clean birds and some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop be brought before the person to be cleansed. And the priest shall order the one of the birds be killed over fresh water in a clay pot. He is then to take a live bird and dip it in the dip it together with the cedar wood and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop until the blood in the butt and the bird is killed over the fresh water. Seven times shall he sprinkle on the cleanse of the defiling disease and then pronounce him clean. And he is to release the live bird in the field. The person to be cleansed must wash their clothes, shave off all their hair and bathe in water. And then they will be ceremonial clean after this. Then they'll go into the camp, but they must stay outside of their tent for seven days. On the seventh day, they shall shave all their hair, shave their heads, shave their beards, their eyebrows, the rest of their hair. They must wash their clothes, bathe themselves with water. And this goes on. <laughs> And on. So Jesus told them <laughs> to get up and go do all that hard work. And they did. They stepped out in faith. But on the way, as they went and as they walked in obedience, they received healing. So I don't know who needs to know that tonight, that your healing is coming when you start walking in obedience. Also, I want to say sometimes your miracle comes quick, but sometimes your miracle is in the process. Sometimes the journey is the miracle. So don't define your success or your recovery based off of how other people's recovery looks because it's yours. Own it. Step by step, one step at a time. Own it. But go in order. Okay. <laughs> so how many of you have ever resorted to YouTube videos to learn something new? Yeah, I, I caught somebody doing that earlier today, which I thought was funny. So, but it's never as easy as it looks, right? Why? Because they're on the screen and you're all alone trying to figure it out. But guess what? Here, you're not alone. 
You are literally not alone. Through step studies or open chair groups, you have people here that will coach you, walk you through, encourage you to keep going. Christ-centered relationships. That's the other thing. Celebrate Recovery is a community. It's a Christ-centered community, a forever family. Ephesians 2, 19 through 20 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundations of the apostle prophet, apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. We are a forever family, much like this one. <laughs> yes, welcome newcomers to the island of misfit toys. If you came looking for people, perfect people, you won't find it here, but you will find people that love you. You will find relationships People with like-minded, like-minded that also have similar struggles and pains, and you don't have to be alone anymore. You do not have to be alone anymore. At CR, you will find a place to be real. You'll find freedom to struggle. Freedom to struggle, not worry about judgment, a safe place to heal, and not have it all together. I love that here I found the encouragement to share and space to look at all the ugly stuff in my life that today's society will tell you to ignore and pretend like it's not there, which, let's be honest, keeps society chained and in the midst of the struggle. I spent most of my life bottling everything up. Ashamed to express my feelings, how it would affect others. I thought that I could control my feelings if I just like suppressed them. But what happened was my feelings controlled me. My feelings controlled me. But being free to share the good, the bad, and the ugly instead of keeping it all in, it gives, it gives all of us a freedom to heal. Freedom to let go and change our perspective. The right community helps with that as well the right community, because who you allow access into your innermost life matters. Who you do life with matters. 1 Corinthians 15, says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And we can see that through the life of this man here. It's all about having a monkey on your back. He became one. I'm just saying, he became one. He lived like an animal, slept in a tree, banging his chest in the wilderness. He literally became that monkey. And he had a community. He had a community, but did his community hinder him or help him? Yeah. Well, it depends on which community you're talking about, right? Okay? So Tarzan was literally not living the life that he was created We could say that it was his situation, his people, his childhood trauma that kept him stuck, merely surviving. There was this incredible life he was meant to live, but he wasn't living it. You were meant for more. There's not a slide for this one, but Ephesians says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. You are God's handiwork, meant for so much more. We sing about that 
in the prelude. You were meant to live for so much more. But we let our situations, our circumstances, and our past define us rather than being defined by Jesus Christ. That's what gets us in trouble. Just like Tarzan, we end up living in survival mode rather than freedom and hope that is found in a life of following Jesus. A new family ended up teaching Tarzan how to walk upright and be civilized, right? That's that good community. They taught him how to walk in his purpose, gave him a fresh start. That's what CR did for me. So celebrate recovery is a new beginning. It's a new life, a fresh start. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. A new beginning is letting go of old ideas and mentalities to explore what the Lord has in store for us. You know, Tarzan had to let go of his beliefs, his beliefs of who he was, the way he lived, what he thought he wanted. And we have to do the same if we truly want healing. We have to let go of those false identities. We have to let our old self die. Come to the end of ourselves like we sing about. We have to let our old self die. We have to let go of the past. And sometimes we have to let go of the people and the places that kept us stuck so that we can be open. We can open ourselves up to the work that the Lord wants to do in our lives. If we want a new beginning, anybody want a new beginning? If we want a new beginning, we have to start by fighting the desire to do what feels good in the moment and instead choose a life of facing hard truths of our shortcomings so that we can overcome them. And this is the strongest and the bravest thing you can do is be vulnerable and admit your shortcomings. It's the strongest thing that you can do. But with Jesus as our center, as Jesus, as our higher power, we can find the courage, spiritual courage, which is a lot more empowering than liquid courage, let me just say. <laughs> it is. And then we have the courage to walk away from the things and the mentalities that hinder our faith and pull us away from the one that we were created to be with. So we can experience a healthy, hope-filled life. I want you guys to know that the God of creation has seen it all. He knows it all. Everything you've done, everything you've said, he's seen it all, knows it all. But at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for us. He paid the penalty for our sin so that we don't have to. He wants to love us, to nurture us, to guide us. He also wants to be loved and known 
by us. But we have to overcome these addictions and false beliefs in order to heal from the hurts, to let go of the hangups, so that we can develop life-giving, soul-saving, healthy habits. Celebrate Recovery just does just that. It's the redemption that you've been looking for. It's the new beginning you've been looking for. And so somebody here today might still be thinking, not for me. I know, because I thought it too. You may be thinking that new life isn't possible, restoration. Your situation seems hopeless. You may feel broken beyond repair. Like this broken bowl. I've swept many broken bowls off of my floor and tossed them into the trash. Many, numerous. But I want to tell you about something called kintsugi, the Japanese art of mending broken out objects using gold and silver epoxy. See, the Japanese believe that when something has suffered damage, it has a history and it becomes more beautiful like this one. This is kintsugi, taking what once was broken and making it even more beautiful than before. That's the new beginning that Celebrate Recovery can do in your life if you surrender to the power and the love of Jesus Christ. If you feel hopeless and broken, know that you are not beyond repair. And I don't think it's a coincidence either that they use gold and silver because there's this thing called the refiner fire, right? The refiner's fire. It talks about in Malachi that the Lord is like a refiner's fire or launderer's soap. Both of them remove impurities. But what's so beautiful about the refiner's fire is that the silversmith stands there with it, right at the fire, keeping his eyes on it the entire time because it left a moment too soon. It's got to stay in the fire in order to get the impurities out. But he stands there watching and waiting because if a moment too, too long, it'll be destroyed. But he stands there watching until all of the impurities are gone. And you know when it's perfect? When all the impurities are gone, when he can see his reflection. So as the Lord rebuilds your life, he's going to do it, making it better than before, better than you could imagine, but he's also going to do it and make you look more like him. God cares about you more than the things that you've done. He cares for you and being with you more than the things you can do for him. So in closing, I want to pray these words over you from Paul in Ephesians. I pray that you would allow these words to become alive in your hearts and in your life. 
I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we may ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Y'all, there is hope. Life change is possible. Healing is possible. And your breakthrough is right around the corner. Don't give up. Keep coming back. Keep walking through the doors step by step. Live the principles, give yourself time and grace and be open and honest. I mean, brutally honest. Make Jesus the center of your everyday life, y'all, and be consistent. Rely on his strength because one day you're going to look back at this moment right now and you're going to say, God was faithful. You're going to say, God is faithful, Recovery is only possible through Jesus Christ, but he's also going to ask you to do your part. He's going to ask you to do your part. So what is Celebrate Recovery for me? It's hope for the hopeless, direction for the lost, a gift to the empty, and redemption for the broken. Thanks for letting me share.